welcome to the Yana podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, your stories of strength, and get all in our feelings. Our hosts are Becca and me, Danny. We work for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, and our mission is to build better lives for the millions of Americans that are impacted by mental illness. Our roles at NAMI Philly involve working with the youth in the community, so we have a special passion for empowering young people to shatter stigma and help them know that they are not alone. Yeah, so therefore, we decided to start the YANA podcast, which stands for You Are Not Alone. The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. When we left off last week, we had been speaking with Junio Martinez and his journey as someone who identifies as a Hispanic gay male from Guatemala, navigating mental health, his sexuality, and life as an immigrant to the United States. Mental health was not a subject discussed openly in the Hispanic community, so he did not know who to turn to, talk to, or reach out to for help when he was experiencing different emotions. He really began to notice his mental health declining during lockdown due to the pandemic. Unio describes himself as having always been a very active person in the community, and so he didn't know what to do with himself without access to all of his typical coping skills. He was trying to figure out a lot on his own by doing research on what mental health actually was when he came across NAMI. NAMI helped him begin to understand what mental health was and ways to manage it. Having always had a love for soccer, Junio is extremely passionate about the Casa Soccer League and thrilled to be able to take a leadership role, as well as the opportunity to participate in the sport on a regular basis. The Casa Soccer League is a grassroots organization that aims to integrate mental health with physical health. Junio continuously advocates for advocates for mental health and hopes to help shatter the stigma one day. So we will pick up right where we left off with Junio last week. All right, we're back. So before the break, we're, we've been talking with Junio. Um, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about his experience younger as younger, a younger man and his um, experience with coming out and dealing with his sexuality. So, um, but we're going to move forward a bit um, towards now we're in Philadelphia, right? Junio is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Outside of Philly. Outside of Philly. Okay. And um, outside, a little outside. And this crazy thing happens in the world where a global pandemic begins. Wow. (laughs) So take it, like, let's start there. Yeah. Well, how was that? Like, what did you do when everything was shut down? So in the pandemic, right, when everything shut down, um, my sister, you know, the one who welcomed me here, she was actually in Guatemala uh, with, oh, wow. with her husband, yeah. And that was just me in the house with four kids. Uh, oh, you were taking care of her kids, like her kids were there? 
Well, one was 20, the oldest one was 20, the other one is 19, the other one was like 16. Okay. And the other one was 14. Teenagers. So teenagers. Yeah, they were not even worse. I will not have to watch exactly. They were, I teenagers. Don't have to watch but I was like something. I was like, okay. And that moment, I, I wasn't before the, I, I was still kind of in the closet, let's say that. Okay. Because okay. even I was playing gay soccer already and I was, I was doing gay stuff, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Like going out to gay bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I will not be, I was, I was not allowed to post those kind of stuff in my social media. Now you go to my social media, you will see crop tops all over, rainbow unicorns all over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. hold on, time out. So why weren't you allowed to post that? Like, was it? Um, because I, in that moment, I care what people will think. Okay. Like oh. you, you didn't allow yourself to host okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, and people don't know the who I really was neither. Okay. So this is the the pandemic. Like there is, as I always say, there is the pandemic. There is one before the pandemic, and there is one after the pandemic. Like okay. we literally are two different people. Okay. Yeah. So. In the pandemic, right? Just come and those kind of things, like you know, having four teenagers in the house is like a lot of pressure. <laughs> that sounds like, really rough. The first day is like, okay, let's go. Like this is Taco Tuesday. We're gonna drink. We're gonna make margaritas. We're gonna cook. And goes ten days. We are cooking, but this thing is not getting over. Like you yeah, feel they that said, pressure. They said. Two well, weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks. And then it was like six weeks. Yeah, so it's Never like, ending. okay, there is no fun cook anymore. There is no fun to be drinking anymore. But I was like, what we do? Like, when this thing is over, like, and as I say, you say in the video, I'm like, uh, those before the pandemic, I was like working five days a week, uh, playing mm-hmm. soccer four days a week, uh, doing another stuff three days a mm-hmm. week, literally. I never you were always was always really home. active. Yeah, you were yeah. always very active. And I never was in home. Like I, I sometimes we show up to sleep. Yeah. And if not, I will be sleeping in somewhere in Philly with all my friends' house mm-hmm. because the busy schedule I always had. And right. I was to that change for doing a lot to do doing nothing like that has to. To literally boost your mood. It's like, oh, God. So where was your, like, mental state at when you couldn't do what you were always doing? Yeah, it's like my answer. I get so anxious, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was like, and all the depression came up too when I was not able to do all that stuff. But then it's like, how I keep this thing out from me? Because I, be in front of my nephews, I need to act like right. I'm happy, I'm excited. We're going to go through this. The pandemic is not going to do anything to us. Right. And I will be those moments. Like, I will try and I will be there and I was going to be doing like, for example, that was my, my, my old niece, 24. 
first birthday that was in the pandemic so I was like oh. Oh, what to do so I literally turned at our house and a disco and like a bar dance oh that's so nice thing. yeah we get so much alcohol <laughs> I became the bartender I was making castles oh boy yeah we turned the house like a disco and we throw like a party which was only for us and I think her boyfriend who was yeah. um, my my nephew's girlfriend too so we were six because we weren't allowed to bring more people outside their house so right that, right. Was, that was our rules here. like the and bubble did a good job. yeah the yeah, small people bubble. Right. But we had like a something like, you know, the in the pandemic, it's like happy birthday in the car driveway. <laughs> we did that parade too. We did that for my sister. Her birthday was, and my birthday was during the pandemic, like early on too. And um, I live in Center City though, so you can't really do like a drive by. So my mom and my brothers had like these banners out. Like I live in a big apartment building. So they were on the other side of the street with these banners and I'm a big game of Thrones fan. So they were wearing game of Thrones masks and stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. That was, yeah. yeah we did that one too. And, and we did the party and they were like throwing up and they were like, Oh man. No. <laughs> so I feel like that was a good 21st birthday. And I was like, <laughs> it's like a typical, I mean, not to, I mean, obviously not typical because it's pandemic, but it's as typical as you can make a 21st birthday during the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really nice. Um, but I'm but sure alcohol... those things is like yeah, all those things is like uh, and then go back to my room again. What I do, like play games and be like uh, like depressed the whole time. It's like what did you do? The sleep, I sleep for what? And then sleep and more sleep. So those kind of things like literally get on my depression and anxious. So in some points, like I try to to find out what was that like because it's like like but were these like emotions like new to you? Yeah, like I mean, hmm. yeah, because it's like. I was like, why am getting depressed from, I mean, we know why we're getting depressed for not being yeah. anything and not doing anything, but it's like, yeah, I, I feel that was the first time when everything came in the, in the right moment. Like, That's what I was reading. Like a lot of people were saying like, you know, our, our, our lives have always been like, go, 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 go. And you haven't had a chance to really like, sit down and um and just you know see what's actually happening i there's this um this woman that i love glennon doyle she's a writer and she has her own podcast and she's a like a major feminist and she's also gay and she like said this thing on um uh where is it it's like the best thing ever um she said that there was like, it was like a snow globe, like, you know, that your life has been like constantly, you're sh constantly shaking up the snow globe. So you can't see what's in the snow globe, you know, right. and she, but she was talking about it in terms of, um, she, when she was growing up, she had this snow globe that had this like dragon 
on the inside and it scared her. So she always, every time she came in a room, she would shake up the snow globe to cover the dragon inside. And so she said that that's kind of like life. And then you come, and then the pandemic was like, the snow settled in the snow globe and then you see the dragon inside and you have to like kind of come to terms with a lot of things yeah a lot of things and like Like you have to you know what like what have what what were the dragons that we said she also talked about it in context of like black lives matter like Mm -hmm. you know we all had to sit and watch I mean, I'm going to get into all this stuff, but like watch a public lynching and, you know, finally see the dragons inside in that issue. And I don't want to get into politics too much, but, you know, so that's, I think, a really good, like, kind of. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, too, because um, I don't know, like, especially when every like when everything shut down, like you really had to, like, sit there and just feel what you're feeling right like there wasn't anything that we could do we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything except stay in our little bubble so and uh, also like you know those you might you might also play like a big role because you might play tell you like uh you are gay so you are wrong you should stuff like that like they're gonna be like those kind of things and then you're gonna be feeling like feel more like like you had like um very like intrusive thoughts is that yeah you will be thinking like those kind of things and your mind will play like a big role and the most I, i always say that's why you need to like go out like walk around like socialize make friends yeah meet another person because if you stay with your mind and you for longer time they will be putting like a a little things on your head like yeah Yeah. like being in isolation for so long like yeah exactly you are in the room by yourself let's say right right like you will be thinking like a 20,000 things in one second yeah so your mind plays a big role in that part yeah uh, yeah so i always say like try to be try to be alone at some point but don't try to be too long yeah, alone yeah like don't yourself. isolate yourself yeah there's like a fine line between like yeah. being able to sit with yourself and be like you know take time to yourself and then like isolating basically yeah I walked yeah, that fine line very often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I discovered that part in COVID. And then it was just like when I get out and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, finally they say, get out. And I don't feel like getting out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can go out. I can go see friends. And I was like, I don't want to see them. Yeah. It's like I we- was like, but you were asking for this like all these months and now you don't uh, want to go so i don't understand that part i was like what the fuck what's happening well i think that happened for a lot yeah. of people there was yeah. like this like you know it's almost like we forgot how to be in person in a way like yeah. i really have adapted yeah like i've really adapted to this world the zoom world mm-hmm. this is my normal yeah yeah. So, 
But then it's like um, when you were saying like uh, before the pandemic, after the pandemic, I want you to stay six feet away still. <laughs> like, you know, right. you are not safe. Like you are not feeling like seeing more people, seeing people again back. Even like it's excited to see some kind of, to see you all friends, but it was like, I yeah, feel so like- Did you get back you into- not, like your old activities like what was what was that like for you i mean soccer it was the main thing like we were just trying to get like the green light to be able to play soccer mm -hmm. so that's the time i used to play just soccer but then it's like in the pandemic i was like in a moment i was complaining by myself and uh, i remember this part it's like i was complaining like uh that how hard they as gay people we have it and we go through other things right i was yeah. reflecting on that part but i did say like come on like say we had in the lgbtq community we have the trans community who is getting killed who is getting banned from playing a sport they are having a fucking hard time Oops. Right. You can, say, you can say fuck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, they are having a fucking hard time. I should not be complaining because of what's happening to me. Even mm -hmm. I should be complaining, but no, there are other people who's having worse times. And then I was complaining to being home like 24 7. Like, what about those homeless over there that they don't wow. have a home where to stay 24 7 hours? So I was like, you what you do now is like you do better and you are kind with other people so that's the whole part the be kind of me started so my first tournament that i decided to do was the kicking out transphobia tournament actually it's gonna be a tour one this year and oh. august yeah and yeah that was my first tournament and we raised funds for the morris home uh, a house for homeless trans person in Philadelphia. Yeah, we started raising, we raised money for them. We designed some jerseys, which they become very popular and sold all over. That's so awesome. That was, my, that was my first comeback from the pandemic, which I'm, I'm proud that I did that one because wow. from playing soccer, I use soccer as a way to give up to the community. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. And I know that can really like for me being able to like help other people like reach out and that like does so much for my mental health. Like, just... yeah, yeah. I discovered that part too. It's like giving up to other ones. Like it's, it's helps a lot. Like you yeah. feel you, I know it changed a lot. It's you very fulfilling. Like, it's very yeah. fulfilling. Even when you are in the street and there is like someone who is actually asking for food, no money, just for food. It's like, I will go to the store and we uh -huh. do it, okay? And get it and give it. And I will be like, oh, that, that's cool. Like the feeling is good. So it's like, yeah, you can express love and kindness and that will help yeah. you to you mental health. Oh, you Neo, you are a light in this world. Don't and so then that. what connected you to NAMI? Like to how did NAMI. That, yeah, yeah, so that's the part is, right? So I was like, I need to give it back to the community. So then the tournament that we did, the Kicking Out Transphobia was a partnership with the LGBT soccer club where I was the president. 
Mm -hmm. And the casa, it was Nolan. You met Nolan, Danny. He was the president at that time. So my trick was a president the Falcons end up in that year. So Nolan invited me to be part of the casa oh. board. So I was, he was like, you can be a commissioner. I was like, a commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What is that? Commissioner is someone like who just room like a division. And I was like, oh. I feel I can be a diversity, equity, inclusion officer. <laughs> oh. so I, I proposed that position to him and to yeah. Casa Bor. And they approved it. And then I became the first ever DI officer of the league. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and so when I start like checking what I can do, and it's like I go and start like mental health, one thing. And May is mental health. What is mental health? That's right. where I, everything starts. I was like, what is mental health? And then it started reading. I went to mental health, and you know, Nami show up like one on the top. I said, like, nah. Ooh, and then like, Nami, mental health. And this and everything is there. So I was like, oh. and I started reading like depression and said, what? This is what happened like back in the day in the pandemic. This is how I was feeling. So I was like, wow. Oh, okay. So I went through this one without knowing one. We all don't know like that that was happening to me. Right. But like in the moment to me, I will say, if I knew this one, I will have it done something else like if I knew in the pandemic I was having depression I will having done like stuff to to make it feel like you know to not feel depression yeah so it's like because in that moment I don't know that that was going to happen to me till when finally I started reading like I started seeing Nami like what the, the topics were so it's like and then I become very, very like from mental health. You will see me here with a crop top that says <laughs> called Night AA. Yes. Ah! Actually, coming in July, the new life. Yes. Yeah. I actually did my first mental health A. I take the class too. And That's I did awesome. like, yeah, I did that one. And I did the KPR suicide prevention uh, training too. That's and, amazing. And I've been in a lot of conference about mental health, like trying to learn more. Actually, yeah. I was in the conference for NAMI, like, but, like last year. Okay. And actually, like in DC, I was in the another mental health conference. I will not say the name because I don't know. It's fine. But yeah, I was it's in fine. We all mental support health America. Okay, mental health America. Yeah, yeah. We all, I mean, we're all doing the like same a, thing. It's it's important to you know yeah, yeah. promote as much as possible. Yeah, it was in that Zoom conference too while I was playing soccer. So yeah, I tried to learn more about the topic because it's like if I knew those kind of things before, I will not be to go through everything else with depression right. and anxiety and those kind of things. I mean, I think that like, yes and no. Like, I think it's it's important to know those things so that if like, you can't always prevent depression, you know, but you can right. do things to help it when it's, you can notice when it's starting and then you can learn how to like 
you know, head it off in a way, you know, and like hand deal with it. And yeah, like oh, maybe just read what other people does to to boost the mood, right? Right, exactly. And I think that's so important, like skills to learn, like you know, because I, I think also like part of what you were talking about is like, you know, not just the being alone, but your life was so full of coping skills, basically, you know, like yeah. we always talk about like ways to manage mental health, like exercise and playing, you know, doing something that brings you joy, like playing sports yeah, and like, so you know, crazy. that's what your life was like. And then it all got taken away and, you know. Yeah. And it's a good point that you mentioned the there is some we cannot prevent mental health problems, right? Is because like this happened to me actually uh in the closing party for our league. It was um I could not prevent that one, but it was like the moment like we are closing party is it was my first year as DI officer, so that was the end of the season party. Okay. Like you know, like I remember the moment we had our women's division, which is our we five teams, and now to be the with sixteen teams. And see all the accomplishments that we did in one year, it was like it was mean a lot to me. We actually did the first uh, mental health campaign. It was called Masking Juego. We designed a jersey. We donated to Nami, and now we did uh, this one, Cuerpo Sano, Mente Sana. Mm -hmm. this year and we have actually nami and our soccer field which is start the conversation and people really start thinking like oh what is that mental health so mental health is go together with the with mental fitness like i just i someone say there is no mental there is no mental fitness without mental health both mm -hmm. go on the same and the same thing so right yeah we were in the closing party hand in hand yeah and this is the moment, like, uh, I get, actually, I was on a, I was going, I was on a club top. And there is a moment where I get uh, beat up by, um, like, a bouncer. Oh. What yeah. happened? What? what? How, explain. <laughs> yeah, I was in a yeah. bar, right? We were in a bar. After the closing party, we went to another bar. I will not mention the name, but then it's like, we were there and I just recall the moment when I, when I wake up, I was like, I has blood all over on my oh face. Oh my gosh. I see in the mirror, I see on my phone and I asked my friend, what happened? And he said, uh, it's a bouncer. He grabbed you in the head, turned you in the ground and beat you up there. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> that was the yeah, I was wondering, and he said, why, what I did? And he yeah. said, you don't do nothing. And, and I was like, and he, and then it's like, I did trying to find out what I did, if I did something wrong, because even if I drunk, I, I know myself and I know I could not haven't done nothing like that. So what they say later on is like, they say they opened the, they opened the, uh, they say I was dancing because I know myself and I will be dancing on my own even if nobody's there. Uh, <laughs> Love it. But then it's like they say they open the the VIP area and some and two people get there and I think my friend tried to go in. 
too when they open it for everybody but i think they don't love you they look they don't they close or something like that i was like i i feel myself saying this i was like why those people went in and the other people not went in like that's not yeah. fair i see myself saying that part so but that doesn't yeah exactly it doesn't give you a right to be in the ground yeah that, there. So, that doesn't yeah. call for a beating or like violence a, i mean nothing yeah. does yeah like i'm gonna like 120 pounds like wait what do you think I go, if those securities they're not they're, they're big like right, right. i'm gonna beat you up no it's like you don't you don't have to use violence so in feel... the moment like when you were there i was like frustrated i was like i told my friend i say i will be okay and i was like i, I will just call uber but you know that those emotions in that moment is like yeah i what, what emotions like what was going through your mind like i you, yeah there was like, a lot going through your mind i was like yeah. i don't deserve this and i do like i try to do good things to the people and i don't mm -hmm. deserve this those kind of things and i was uh, blaming actually to white supremacy <laughs> and literally i walked from uh sorting and Chesna to Sproul and 16. Mm. I was crying, I was screaming, and, and see myself in that moment like, you just want to give up. So I get into in a, like a broad street line, right? To the yeah. corner to cry myself, to, to complain to myself. Um, I try to call some friends in that moment, nobody else. Mm -hmm. I call 911. No one, I call it three times. Wow. They reply, they never send help. Um, I was like, I'm here, I'm trying to reach out for to help. Just have someone, yeah, 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 just have someone to come and help me. Um, they say, okay, where are you? And of course, they never show up. So that's why I'm excited at night AA. It's yes. coming up to life, the new line, because it's like we are not blaming in 9-11 that they don't do the job, but they don't know, like, the situation people with mental health are going through. So yeah. having someone in the 9-AA line will be so yes. much helpful because they will understand the situation and what we're going through in those moments. We will just say for future um, as well, like 980 is gonna be it, right? Like it's gonna be amazing. But in the meantime, there's still like a month left, but you know, for future, like if you call 911, there are crisis intervention trained police officers. And we actually, uh, NAMI actually does help train these police officers for mental health crises. They're not all officers, like these officers volunteer to be these kinds of police officers, but so in that in the future and i know like your head's not there like you're not like totally thinking about what you should do or whatever but like you know if that happens you have to call 911 um you can ask for a crisis intervention a cit officer or crisis intervention trained police officer mm -hmm. um, but the naia is working in philly already so yeah. i called one time and i checked it and i was like i'm so happy that 
that you yeah, well, so right now it connects to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is yeah. amazing. And then once it rolls out in July, it will connect to um, like mobile crisis. But still, that's basically what it connects to now. You know, like they'll talk to you and then they'll connect you to mobile crisis. Um, I actually had to call it recently, too, because um, not for myself, but for somebody like somebody else. And it was so helpful. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, so I was I was saying that moment, and then I continued texting my friends, calling my friends. I was I was giving up, mm. and then I think someone, my one of my friends answered, and my phone was dying, so I called Uber and I get there to the house. And I knocked the door. They opened actually the door because I don't have access to get with the call. They opened the door. They hugged me. And I just remember saying, I don't want to be alive anymore. Oh. And getting there. Yeah. So those kind of words are still in my head when I say, I don't want to be alive anymore. Like, yeah. And still, like, I mean, after that one, I went to some uh, mental, uh, like a, like a therapy, and I well, I get the KPR uh, prevention. Yeah. Uh, KPR suicide prevention training. Yeah. To learn more and how to help. But the moment when I say I don't want to keep, I don't want to live anymore. I'm not that person who who is gonna say that. I mean, I haven't been through a lot in my whole life yeah. to be able to those words come out of my head. I was like, what I just say, like, but it was something that comes out from my heart. And I was like, it's nothing that could not stop it. But mm-hmm. I was like worried because it's like, I never said this. Like, mm-hmm. even I went through a lot that was not what I tried to yeah so it was one moment and but now I told to myself I'm glad that that happens to me I mean no yeah. that I'm glad that happens to me but I prefer that happens to me instead of someone else because uh-huh. I had someone who was with me in that place yeah. and helped me to go through and I had those those friends who who get me in the house and give me that hug and told me just take a nap and tomorrow will be another day. That's such but a beautiful happen to happen to somebody else that they don't have those friends right, right now. They will be dead. They will not be here with us anymore. So I'm I'm kind of glad in that part that uh, went this way. Yeah. Even I don't want to I experiment that again, but yeah. yeah. And I, and I try to, that's what I said, I try to bring awareness. I try to, as I went in the KPR uh, suicide prevention training, when they say, you bring awareness, one or 1,000 maybe will get it, but that's one person who you will help him. So, 
Yes, exactly. That's what I always say. Like, if it's just one person that hears the message or, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, but that's so powerful. Like what you, everything you just said is so powerful, you know, like, you know, and I think that was one of the issues with the pandemic too, is like the not being able when those thoughts start to happen, like the not being able to like access support systems because of lockdown you know so I think that was something like when people talk about like what was the how did pandemic you know affect decline in mental health well you know you're not around your support systems and but that's so like I mean I think that's so inspirational that you were like you you persevered you know you pushed Mm -hmm. you were like this is even though you were feeling like so dark you were still able to access those, those, that, that, like, um, your support life-saving, like you're, you were, you were pushing through to like save your life, basically that, like that, that will to survive was, was still there, you know? Yeah. You know, the, and when things happen, they don't happen by one, they come one by another, by another, by another one. And I always told my friend, don't worry, there are better days ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like the bad things are not gonna happen by one, they're gonna be by three, by five, and everything comes in one and you wanna hit it, but just try to go through those and they will go away in the next one because better days are ahead of us. Oh and, I love that. Yeah, and yeah, because it's like you experiment like a lot of things on once, but there is like there is always a lie, like not yeah. that far. Yeah. I, when I do our like ending the silence presentations, one of the things I always say is like suicide is a permanent solution to what is always a temporary problem. You know, like you can get through it, it will get better. But sometimes when you are in that dark place, it doesn't seem like there's any other solution, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And when we talk, can we? like with kindness to ourselves or to other people, that can change a lot because it's like, like when you have like those moments, like when you don't know what to do and when they say, it's okay not to be okay, you can just think that is something like, oh, that is just like a, and one moment was a song, but I mean, that the, the whole world is like, it's okay not to be okay. Someone told you to you that kind of thing. That can change a lot. And that can be like, nicely, like feel like, oh, okay. Like, I know, I like you how know. you said it. it's yeah. a song. Like, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Demi Lovato, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can feel it at all, but yeah, it like, it means those kind of things. Like, where the way we talk, that literally can change, like, other people's lives. Yeah, exactly. That's like our whole mission. That's why we do this, you know, it's like, you know, so people can hear what others experiences are. So they know they're not alone, you know, like this happens so frequently that people experience all sorts of, I mean, when you, sorry, like when you talk more about those kind of topics, like a normal situation is like, it's normal. Like, yeah. It's nothing from the other world. It's like they are not super in Mars or like on <laughs> Jupiter or whatever other <laughs> worlds are. Like we are super mental health problems here. So we should be talking here. And yeah. something like more like 
like normal, like a normal conversation. How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling a little depressed today, but I will go through this. And, mm -hmm. and exactly. it's like, you know, so those kind of things that we can be talking. Like yep. in our soccer league, actually, we kind of like, like try to normalize those kind of things and be like, it's, it's okay, like to join the league, blah, 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 and take care of yourself. Like we always try to send that little message and, yeah and little things like that will make the things normal like we say to the player like you check your mental fitness as you check your mental health mm. like you want to be in good shape both need to be in good shape yeah mental health and physical health they go hand in yep. hand yep so absolutely your brain is part of your body so yep. you know it's it's Well, Unio, I am just so I'm in, I'm so inspired by you. I think that your message and your your story and everything that you're doing now, um, you know, with, with so amazing. Yeah, I'm so, so inspired, amazing. and I know so many people will hear this and be like, "Wow," you know. And um, so uh, we are like at the point where we need to start to wrap up. Um, yeah, so I'm ready. For, <laughs> I'm are you, ready, re for are you ready? I'm ready for. <laughs> so, um, why don't you? Can you tell everyone where they can find you on if if you want people <coughs> to on social media or what or like you know or the Casa Soccer League or anything like that anywhere that you want to share? Yeah, um, yeah, you can find me on. Instagram, Twitter, mostly all, I try to have all my accounts have the same yeah. contact. So it's GR, like a junior, so GR Guate, like from Guatemala, like Guate. Uh -huh. uh, GR Guate Philly. So it has GR and Guate. Mm -hmm. from Guatemala and Philly from Philly so. awesome right. well we will we'll, we will put them in the show notes too so people can you know see all of that um and you can find um, the oh yeah the Casa Soccer League yeah. and Casa Soccer Philly you can check it out and we have all leagues for all gender like all the skill levels we have clinics for for new players to people who want to just to try out and Learn about the okay. sport. We have beginner clinic, and then we have a competitive clinic too for those people who want to be in. You know, they want to still win the World Cup. We have for all levels, and we have leagues for all gender too. If you feel welcome, you also can play it in our women and no binary division, which is actually the most fun league the most fun division to play with. Mm -hmm. And there is different league for everybody. So if you like to join and do something different, like a sport always helps your mental health. So can mm -hmm. out and play soccer. Yay. Yeah. And we'll put all of this information, in, like I said, in the show notes and in our Instagram posts and wherever so that people can find out more information. And um, and you can find the Yana podcast on Instagram at the underscore Yana podcast. And we also have a website, www.theyanapodcast.com. Um, so before we do finally wrap up, 
Danny has a question for you. Junio. Tell me the question. Okay, are you ready? If, I'm ready. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self anything, anything, what would it be? Oh, we will have literally have a huge conversation. Yeah. But I will definitely start with like be who you are, love who you want, and express yourself as whatever you want. And, and just be kind with every other uh, be kind with everybody else. Um yeah. and express kindness. Oh, you love it. I love it. But in that moment, like if I were in Guatemala, I would be like, just don't be afraid to be who you are and yeah. And just tell everybody you are gay and that's all. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Unio. I had thank such, you. I had such a great time getting more of your story. Um, and you and really, you really are an inspiration. Yeah, such a light. And I, you know, please, like, you know, let us know how else we can support you moving forward and all that you're doing with the soccer league. And um, you know, we we love partnering with you. So. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you for having me. And I mean, this conversation, it was like, it was not really a pod. I don't know if the, how the <laughs> podcast are, but this is like, I felt this one was we like a just convers- chit-chatting. Like, yeah, conversation with friends. So I no, exactly. so much and, and that was good to be here. And I hope we can make this conversation like a more normal like I come out like this is something that we are going through and we should be yeah. talking about it like absolutely so, yeah thanks for having me um yeah all right and I will see you soon because I think I will be there for the NAMI walk yeah yes so for everyone listening the <laughs> third annual NAMI walks is coming up in September and September yes. 25th at the Navy yard here in Philadelphia. Um, so you can go to www.namiwalks.org backslash Philly um, to find out more information, find out how you can get involved, become a, you know, start a team, be a, whatever do whatever be a sponsor anything like yeah. that so um thank you again for and thank you for reminding us about that <laughs> um, <laughs> and um all right well we will be back next week peace and love bye if you or someone you know is in crisis call the suicide and crisis lifeline at 988 or you can text NAMI to the crisis text line at 741-741 or go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.